Thunder Media. This week on Inside Motorsport, we continue our look at clubs across Australia with one that's, well, very topical at the moment, the Vanilla Auto Club. I hope you stay with us. Joining us today is Stephen White from the Benella Auto Club. He's the general manager of the group. And Stephen, thanks for giving us your time today on Inside Motorsport. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me. It's an interesting time for the organisation. And as we've been finding out clubs around the country, they are trying to put themselves back together and, and re-energise their membership base. How is yeah. the, the club going? Yeah, obviously it's been a tough time for clubs in general and, and look, any any event sport that relies on people gathering together, it's been a difficult time. Obviously the last 24 months has been something unprecedented. So, look, pleasingly, coming back to 2022, we've had a, a great response. You know, our, our club, our volunteers, our events have played back up pretty much to a point where it's it's exceeded expectations. I think that for us, let's let's talk about for us our home base, which is Winton. Um, Winton has started up uh, in fine fashion this year, and um, you know we've we've endeavoured to, I suppose, go back to basics, uh, look for avenues of opportunity for people to come back to the sport, look to support our club members and our volunteers, but most importantly, try and provide an environment that is back to normal. I um, I think we all talk about a, a, our COVID normal space or our what is COVID normal, but I believe that we're we're functioning back to the point where it's it's you know back to a, a, a pretty normal space, which is great. The BAC has had a, a, an amazing history, starting in that regional Victoria, North. Uh, I guess you call it Northwest Victoria, but uh, you then branched out to Wakefield Park and taking over the management and operations of Wakefield Park. And in the last few months, it has become more and more uh, interesting what's been happening at Wakefield Park to the point where we're speaking today on Wednesday, the 31st of August. And unfortunately, the last day of operation for Wakefield Park as, uh, as we see it. Yeah, look, it's um, uh, you know, it's it's from feed to famine. Unfortunately, we we talking you were just talking about the Vanilla Auto Club's history. Obviously, Winton turned sixty in in twenty twenty, and uh, we obviously had an opportunity there to celebrate that. But COVID unfortunately took that away from us. But our rich history, uh, obviously, at Winton has unfortunately been. Uh, balanced back out by um, you know our, our trials and tri- trials and tribulations at, at Wakefield. So Wakefield itself was was purchased by the group around about 2007. Um, we have obviously tried to grow the facility and work through obviously occupying the space of not only conducting race meetings and state based uh, race meetings and some national level race meetings, but obviously also looking after the club space and driver training space and and corporate space but um unfortunately it's 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 got some issues around where it's located it's got some on had has had some ongoing noise uh complaints from residents um and unfortunately that's led us to a path where in 2020 we uh, under obligation working with council we um 
uh, we were obliged to put in a new development application so that uh, the circuit could comply to, I suppose, current specifications, current compliances around its act, its activation, its occupation of the space, and not only that, but falling under the you know the, the activity that it wanted to work with and and council regime. So, um, <clears throat> along with that, applying for that new development application came. Uh, the opportunity for neighbours to become involved in that process and object to the facility. And um, it's led us to where we unfortunately are today, which is uh, on the eve of unfortunately closing the facility until until further notice. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to package it all up into one small sentence, but effectively um, when the track was built in 93, uh, it, it was under a development application that spoke about some historic racing and then racing in general, across the month. Um, that activation has led to it being an occupied space for other things and over the journey of time and the growth and the development of the area and certainly the growth of the sport, um, it's it's found itself under the necessity and pressure to, to reapply for a development application so that it can move into the future and future-proof the place. And, and look, unfortunately, that's fallen foul of, um, of the process um we we coming into 2022 uh we were going to the land and environment court um appealing what council had put in place which was effectively an unworkable and unviable situation of activity that they wanted us to to do and unfortunately it's gone to the land environment court and we've 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 had an unfavorable result so what that meant was that the circuit could only operate for four days a month and unfortunately, that becomes an unviable. Like it's it's like asking the, you know, any business to operate four days a month. It's impossible. So, until we have some assistance from more than likely state government, or there's a pathway that we can work towards with council, but most importantly, the government, um, we are unable to operate Wakefield Park, and that's a shame. It's a terrible. Terrible, terrible shame for the staff, uh, all of our New South Wales competitors and and volunteers um, and supporters and stakeholders. It's just, yeah, look, it's 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 historically not a proud moment at all. It's somewhere that we don't want to be, and uh, you know we hope we just hope that one day in the future we can um, we can come to sort some sort of resolution. But it's not forthcoming at the moment, Craig. It's one of only three permanent racing facilities in New South Wales, Sydney Motorsport Park and Pheasant's Nest being the other two for full-sized cars. There's kart tracks and other uh, motorsport facilities around the, the state. But when you look at the usage, which was almost 364 days a year, how have you calculated what the impact's going to be to the, the Goulburn region. I, I know there's been reports out there that have suggested it could be as high as $30,000 a week. So in, in essence, uh, the impact annually, uh, we, we did a... So the Bernal Auto Club, uh, way back in 19, commissioned a study which, which came up with a $17 million figure. Um, but we've had, we've had discussions in government circles that it could be as much as $35 million annually that it'll take from the region if it doesn't operate. It obviously contributes that at the moment. So it's a massive slice of people's lives and it absolutely creates business for the Goulburn and surrounding communities. So if you like, um, we're, we're Canberra's racetrack. Um, we're the opportunity for people to travel 
outside of Sydney to race. Um, we obviously hold two rounds of the CAMS National New South Wales, I should say, state racing championships. Obviously, um, uh, Motor Racing Australia state championships uh, and various other state-level uh, club and obviously uh, uh, group events. Um, and look, and it's and it's other services that it does to industry. You know, it sorts, it looks for driver training. It works, does some work with the AFP, um, does some work with other government industries as well, and. Uh, vehicle manufacturing and vehicle development. So it, it, it has this massive range, massive range of business uh, that it occupies that space and, and it can't, you know, we, we, we can't facilitate that anymore. So, yeah, look, it's um, uh, obviously I, I work for the group so passionately and I'm upset about the fact that we, we can't find a resolution to this, but uh, it's a very obvious thing to the people of Colburn and the people that do frequent the circuit. It's a crude question, but how long can a facility like this stay closed before it has to be moved on as a, you know, as a asset? Because as it's not getting used, it's going to deteriorate. Yeah, it's, look, it is the old adage, Craig, where, you know, we often talk about, you know, a, a house that's vacant tends to, to run down pretty quickly and, and, you know, same with vehicles, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, good question. What that timeline is, I, I'm, I'm unsure of. Um, you are right. That is the hard question to ask. How long could it be there for? I can certainly assure you that the Banana Auto Club right now, as of right now, don't have any plans to sell it, don't have any plans to do anything other than exercise every option going forward should we have an opportunity to, to, to revisit Wakefield, but unfortunately, right now, um, there is no viable opportunity for it to operate. Um, that means that staff, unfortunately, um, uh, are no longer required, and that's the hardest thing. Um, I can certainly tell you that in my many years of management and, and various other business interests, it's a pretty hard thing to speak to people about the inevitable, and I haven't had to do it before, but we've had to, had to have to do it with this particular situation. So, so from a um, uh, an entity, from a business, from a uh, facility perspective, um, good question, Craig. I couldn't answer that right now, but clearly that is a, there is a finite time that that could happen. So, um, yeah, let, let's let's stay tuned on that one. Has there been an opportunity? I know over the years people have worked down at Benella and then moved to Wakefield Park. Has there been opportunities for people to be? given an opportunity to do some of the work that you need done down at Benella and stay on the books? Yeah, so there's obviously been opportunity for redeployment, which we've been able to do for a couple of staff. Um, so that's pleasing. Um, but, of course, so we get back to the same thing. You know, there's only so many opportunities for people around. So uh, it is our obligation to find spaces should there be opportunity for redeployment. Um, it is some ways down the road. So that's been a difficult one for some people. But, I can certainly assure you that from from the Benalla Auto Club's perspective, um, we absolutely acknowledge the hard and tireless work that our staff at Wakefield have gone through, and and the unsurety of their positions around the latest timeline. You know, like um, the LEC decision was handed down in July, and uh, it's been some time. Whilst it may be only the first of September tomorrow, those six or so weeks have gone pretty quickly, and. Uh, you know, it's been pretty pretty tumultuous for a lot of those people. So 
we can only think of them and we've definitely worked with them. We've definitely, they've been the priority of our considerations and, um, you know, we've spent tireless hours and we'll continue to do that, working with state government contacts and working with other, other stakeholders to continue the fight behind the scenes. But the activity of the circuit is impossible to run. I mean, look, neighbouring councils, Bathurst Regional Council have been assisting with us and we've got some great friends and Benalla Auto Club has worked with Bathurst a lot. So they've been jumped on board, they've assisted and they're working with Goulburn Council as much as they can to, to help give us connections through, uh, you know, some potential state government contacts. So look, it's, it's been very pleasing to see it from that angle. Um, but yeah, the tireless work we're doing at the moment is, is all behind the scenes. We'll continue our chat with Stephen White from the Benella Auto Club next week on Inside Motorsport. I hope you'll join us then. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.